say hello and thank you. Again, my name is Pastor Jason, and I am so thankful that you've joined us today. Uh, I want to remind you that we've been in the series, Not Afraid, and that means that we are we're, we're holding on to the scripture, the truth in 2 Timothy first one, verse, or chapter 1, verse 7. It says, For God did not give us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power and love and of a sound mind. This is what we're declaring and this is what we're focusing on. And so it's in that we're not afraid and we're not we're taking the fear that the enemy's trying to bring and we're focusing it in to faith. We're we're taking our focus, fixing our focus. And so we've been looking at over that over the last few weeks cuz you know what? I said before that if our vision is distorted in any fashion or form, that if we look through a distorted vision, we will often make really Poor decisions. We'll make rational decisions if we can't see clearly. I think that making a, a, a decision like that during a time when we can't focus and we haven't great, don't have great uh, sight, that we it will affect your entire life, including where we go and and what we what we are thinking and what we're doing. And today, what we're going to talk about is I think it also affects what we say. And I believe that what we say is important. So I want to fix our focus a little bit specifically about our words what do we say what do we do what shouldn't we say and what should we say all of those kind of things uh, if you have your bibles we're going to turn to proverbs proverbs we'll look all through proverbs because proverbs gives us some beautiful wisdom about our words i want to start by just giving an opportunity just to pray and just let the holy spirit lead us and guide us and it gives you an opportunity to turn there as well father we love you father we praise you father we honor you today God, you are so good. You are so mighty. And now, Father, I thank you that you, it's your desire that we meet together. It's your desire that we are here in this moment and in this time. And so, Father, we just release our own agendas, our own thoughts. We put everything aside, all the distractions. Father, we focus on you and you alone right here, right now. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are wooing and you are bringing us into you. Father, that your presence is very very well felt but it's also known and it's father i thank you that as we declare that now as we speak the words of life and wisdom father that we would grow that would not only grow the kingdom but we would grow in our walk with you today we desire that we ask you for it we thank you for it in jesus mighty name amen and amen and so we're looking at our words we're looking at what we should say you know words are so important uh, this is one of my most favorite subjects to talk about, it, uh, and it, it's funny because it started off to be kind of a crutch on my side. I had an awesome pastor uh, that just drilled this into me, the importance of words. Pastor David Cervantes, if you're watching, hey, thank you so much. It was difficult. It was a hard road, but it made me become aware and realize all of the scriptures there are several several many many scriptures that talks about our tongue whether in the good or the bad talking about if we're wise with our tongue then we are wise if we're not wise then the bible calls that being foolish or being a fool and i don't want to be a fool and so i i understand how important it was now i'll tell you as we start learning this and you start working through this it might get difficult because we're changing old habits we're changing habits that, that seem to be okay in the world. But remember, we said before, we're not of this world. We're in the world, but we're not of it. We're renewing our mind to the truth that we're not conforming to the pattern of this world. But we're overcoming because we're renewing our mind to God's truth. And he has a specific idea of how we should do that. And Proverbs is a 
beautiful place to look at that. We'll look in Proverbs chapter 10. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19. I'm going to read the Amplified Version. It's just a, a more wordy version, a little more explanation, uh, but you can follow along the best you can in verse 19. It says, In a multitude of words, transgressions are not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is prudent. The tongue of those who are upright and in right standing with God are as choice silver. The minds of those who are wicked and out of harmony with God are the are of little value. So so what is that saying? It's saying that you know what we can we can talk and talk and talk and talk. If we're not mindful to what we're saying, we are actually we could be sinning or we could be leading others to sin, to uh, to stray, bring a transgression against ourselves, or uh, mirroring uh, that opportunity. So it says a multitude of words are not are a transgression. They're not lacking. There's many of them. And so we have to see how important it is. But it says he who restrains his lips is prudent. Uh, this is so important. And I try to practice this. Try to not speak before I think. And I'm making sure that I'm not only thinking, but I'm thinking according to how God thinks instead of how I humanly think. Because if I don't do that, then I get myself into trouble and I find myself casting many transgressions. And so it's important that we do this. It's important that we watch and go. So as we focus our mind and our will and our emotions, that will help us to tame our tongue a little bit. So we're going to look at another scripture, and I want to remind you that your words, let me just say the power of the words. Power of your words is, is, is really awesome in that our words have the ability to inflate things or, or people or deflate. So, so we have this amazing, amazing ability that God has given us, and so we need to use it wisely. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 2 says this, You are snared with, words, with the words of your lips. You are caught by the speech of your mouth. What are we caught by? Are we caught up into, hey, God is really, uh, you know, is really, it's really coming out? Or are we caught in, 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 in making uh, God not so beautiful in what we're saying? See, our words take us up, our words can take us down. Our words can build others up, or it can tear them down. Uh, 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 how many have ever, you, I'm sure you've done this before, you walk into a room and you say something, and it's like you can feel all of the air just sucked right out of the room, and you're like, oh man, I want to crawl underneath a chair. I, I don't, I, what I said was not right. And you can just feel the tense that, uh, of that, and it's like, uh, uh, and it's like, Oh, I just wish I could hide. See, we're moving. We're either moving forward with our tongue. We're either moving things along in a better place, or we're taking it back. We don't want to do that. Proverbs chapter twelve, verse eighteen says, "Reckless words pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing." You know, that's my desire. I want to bring. I want to bring comfort to people, especially in a time like this. I want to be able to comfort people, and I want to make sure that what I'm speaking is mimicking and, and revealing and imitating what God actually believes and what he says about us. And so we want to bring healing. Uh, Proverbs chapter 15. I know we're moving through the Bible quick. Just write them down, and you can research them all this week. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 4 says this. The soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. Do you see how important that is? Now I want to see that the soothing tongue, the soothing, soothing is actually the Hebrew word of marpe. Marpe is where we would actually derive it, the transliteration of the, the name, one of the names of God, Yehovah Rapha. 
And so we are declaring, when we're saying a soothing tongue, we have been given because of the power in us. Remember, because of Christ in us, we have this power. And now we're speaking healing. We can speak healing to others, just like the, the word of God is, just like the name of God is Rapha. Uh, you know, uh, and so we want to be able to speak that. Uh, verse 16, 24 says this, pleasant words are like a honeycomb. Oh, I like honey. You know, just pour a bunch of honey all over a biscuit. I'm getting hungry. I can't talk about that. Okay, so it says that words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. I want to just declare that today, that as we speak, not only are we speaking life, but we're speaking healing. Maybe in your home right now, maybe you're, you're facing a, a difficult time. Maybe we need to heal a relationship because there's been some harsh words that have been spoken this week. I just pray that, that as you begin to speak and you, it, hey, there's no condemnation in Christ. We go right back to him, repent, say, God, I'm sorry. And now his words are more powerful. And so we would call on him and he become, and as we begin to speak life, we speak, begin to speak God's words, it becomes a honeycomb. And I just can see it just oozing over your family, bringing healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I'm so excited about this. Now, the second one is this. Now, this is important because this is always uh, maybe a misunderstood part of the teaching. Anytime you talk about words, there's a lot of controversy of like, you know, claim, name it and claim it and all of those crazy things. But let me, let me just make sure you really understand the truth. The only way that this works in the power that God intended it is if we will use our words only if they are aligning with what God's word says. There's no power in yourself. So, so the supernatural power comes when we come in partnership with the Father. That's when things go from bad to fantastic. That's when, see, God uses, he'd always, uh, uh, he just always improves things exponentially. So he goes from, uh, oh, it's okay, to, to extraordinary. And so it's in that understanding that we must align our words. And so you're saying, what, why is this important? Well, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and it's active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing the soul and the spirit. Now, we talked a little bit about this a few months ago, that it's important to, in God's word, as we speak God's word, it separates all the chaff, all of the mind, will, and emotionness, and it separates and goes right to the heart of the issue. So even when we're feeling uncomfortable or uh, our, our face is feeling downcast or we're depressed or something is happening as you begin to speak God's word, even when we feel, we ignore the feelings, I want you to know that your word is powerful. That even in the midst of that feeling, God is doing, as long as we're aligning our words with him. Now, what's cool is it begins to change even how you feel. God begins to, to transverse that. And so now he begins, that joy begins to bubble up out of you. That peace begins to come even stronger. And so remember, it's, it's, not, about, it's not about you. It's about God. And it's about just taking God's word and applying it, living it, and speaking it every single day, every moment. I know that sounds crazy, but God said we can do it. So we must be able to do it because God's not a liar. He's an equipper. And he's the one that's able to do it. And so let's focus on that. So when we fix our focus and we on the word of God and we proclaim God's word, there is a power that is released. It's not just any power. It is God's supernatural power power of healing of of closeness of of salvation it's that salvation is that sozo is that all-encompassing benefit everything that god is as we begin to speak in his word it begins to be revealed 
Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3 says, By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. In other words, God's word, his rhema word, spoke out, and it says, so that what was seen was not made out of what is visible. What am I trying to say? God, at the beginning of time, he said, and God said, and guess what? It was. And, and it's amazing. And so when we speak God's word, it comes alive and it becomes active. Now, I know you're like, well, that's God and that's great. But listen, I'll remind you again, we read in Colossians chapter 3, Remember, since you've been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above. You remember at the very beginning, he said when he made Adam and Eve, he said, it's good. He says, I'm going to make them in the image of me and give the power. That's the Christ in us. Now we have the power to be able to do what God has called us to do. Uh, and so I want you to understand that God, when he takes things, he says, God who gives life to the dead. Isn't that amazing that God can bring back to life something? He says, when God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were, should we not also do these things? Should we not also call those things that are not as you're like, man, my kids are not fantastic right now. My job is not fantastic right now. We should take call those things that are not as as though they were, as as God has planned them for your life. That's what God tells us to do. So we see God doing it. We see God speaking and it happening. We see Jesus and the ministry of Jesus, which I would say is our best example of how we should live in Christ, right, is the life and ministry of Jesus. Uh, one time, Jesus came along and, and uh, met a handicapped guy in uh, Matthew chapter 9, verse 6 and 8. And he says, and then he said to the, paraly the paralyzed man, he says, get up. He didn't make a, he said, get up, take your mount and go, uh, your mat and go home. He just spoke it. He didn't, you know, he didn't, hey, come on, drummer, get in there. Come on, musicians, get louder, and let's get, let's get this cranked up. No, he just spent, simply spoke it in that way. I love that. I love that even in, even we can speak loud and declare it, or we can, you can, sometimes God just speaks very softly and beautifully and directly. I just love how God works. And so understand this, we understand that Jesus uh, was faced with a storm in Mark chapter 4. Him and his disciples uh, were, were preaching and decided, you know what, we're going to go over to the other side of this, of this uh, Sea of Galilee. And the leaving, it says, leaving the crowd behind, in verse 35, they took him along as he was in the boat in a furious squall. Okay, by the way, that's a storm. I had to look that up too. I'm like, a squall? Who uses that? Okay, so a, a storm came up and the waves broke over the boat and it was nearly swamped or it nearly was, was sank. The water is just crushed, it's just moving in, and Jesus was in the stern. And Jesus is asleep on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Don't you care? And you know, this would be the time as a, a human a pastor, I'd be like, You know what? Let's get it. Let's fire it up. And you know what Jesus said? He got up, like, uh, He rebuked the waves, send the waves quiet, be still. I don't know. I imagine it was really cool. I imagine he probably just went, okay, guys, I'm going back to sleep. I don't know if he did that or not. But it's in the heart of that. You know what? It's not about how loud. It's about how what you believe. And, you, and we have to understand that if we're in God's word, we'll begin to believe that. And so be quiet, be still. So some of you might need to say that this week over, over your life, over the noise that the enemy's try, trying to bring to you, that you would just say, be quiet, storm. Be quiet. Be still, and then let yourself relax in that. Here's the, the, the third point, or the second point I want to 
bring out is that our words, your words, our words are often a reflection of our heart. Now, this is, could be a hard one. Don't take, this, don't take this the wrong way. Take it as an opportunity to raise the level, to elevate our thinking, our mindset, and understanding. Luke chapter 6, verse 45, Jesus says this. He says, a good man brings good out of the good stored up in his heart. I just, before I read any more, I'm going to declare you are a good man and woman. You are righteous in Jesus' name. Let that stored up in you, let it be the good stuff that's stored up. Because it says, and an evil man brings evil out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So it's important to understand this. Now, this is what you have to hear this. The answer to this whole thing, these words and sharing and, and speaking in the right way. The answer is not in just changing how you talk. It's, it's, it's about changing our diet of what we are intaking, what we are meditating on, what we're involved in. It's changing that what we are consuming that will bring a better result. So, so if I'm eating potato chips and spaghetti and Twinkies, oh, here I am talking about hungry, food again, and, and I'm eating all of these things, hey, what am I, what's going to happen? I'm going to probably be sick or I'm going to be really large or, or I'm just not going to be healthy. So I can say, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be healthy, but if I'm still eating the junk, am I really healthy? And so understand that it's in that same way the words don't just, it's, it might be easy for a while to say, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say any negative thing. I'm not going to swear. I'm not going to whatever, whatever it is. I'm not going to do it. But if we don't change our heart, then we haven't changed anything. And so understand that when we're pressure, when there's a pressure, and, and we know we've already seen some pressure, and I'm not think the enemy's done. And I think he's going to continue to try to bring pressure all of the time. The Bible tells us of all that. Hey, we win. We, we, we got the end of the book, and it says we win. We're victorious. We're overcomers in Christ. And so we're going to bring this. And so when we're squeezed, if we're feeding on the right kinds of things, when it comes out, out of our heart will become life. It will become words of God. It will be words that are aligned with him, which releases the power and the promises. And so understand that we have to do this. So this is the process. When you fill your heart with the right things, see what we see and what we hear and what we read, when we feed on these things, it forms a belief system. The Bible tells us this. It says, listen, that we need to focus on his word if we want to renew our mind. If we want to renew our mind to something better than what we had before, what we saw before. And we have to become, we have to feed the right kind of thing. You know, this is really interesting because it, I think a lot of it has to do with what we hear. Do you know that um, if you think about your children, they often first learned how to speak by what they heard. They didn't read how to speak. They didn't do these things. It was audible. So what they heard all of the time is usually the words that they said. Now, often it was no. I don't know if it's like what that means. But, but uh, understand that, see, it's in that same understanding. There's something amazing about hearing what we hear. It automatically bubbles out what we might speak. So we can look at an infant and see, yeah, see, there's, there's something coming out. It was because of what they heard. They didn't just come up with stuff. It had to have been fed into them in some fashion or form. You're like, oh, no, man, my kids, I know. They get all kinds of TV, radio. There's all kinds of places you get stuff. But just be aware that there's an ear gate. There is something that we're allowing in all of the time. And the enemy will take anything. He's roaming around like an enemy trying to see a lion, 
seeming who can devour, how he can pollute and dilute and mess up the will of God in our life. And he'll take anything. So if we're conscientious about what we're seeing and what we're hearing and what we're viewing and what we're doing, then it, it will bubble up in us. It will begin to formulate a great foundation. And so many of you uh, didn't receive Christ the first time. Some of you did. That's awesome. But some of you probably heard it once from somebody like, oh, yeah, someone told me you know, something about that. And then later on, and it began and it kind of compiled into the point where you said you just felt compelled to say yes to Christ. But many times it's not heard the very first time. It's heard over and over again. Faith, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So you get faith built up. You get this, this, this promise in us. Our heart becomes filled up with faith and speaking faith if we fill our heart with faith. If we listen and hear that. So that's the, this is the power and potential. This is the power and potential. Because like last week we talked about the Israelites. And the Israelites, they said they, because of what they spoke, because they spoke it, it was something they believed. And what they believed, they spoke. And it was kind of reciprocal. And so that found themselves not fulfilling their future. They had to wait till the whole generation died off. So another family. So this is the next point. Our words are the seeds to our future. Our words lining up with God's word will bring us into our future. But we can, be, we, we can miss it if we don't find those kind of things. And we can look at, listen, we can look at all of the things out in the world. And we can say, oh, yeah, and then we can make all these things. Can I just do this? Do me a favor. Please speak life on Facebook. Please don't use the seeds of this world to, to, to let the enemy just bring us a, 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 a squall, a storm in other people's lives. Amen. Use the word of God. There's a lot of false stuff out there. So be careful what you do. We'll feed on. Be careful what you're feeding on because you'll naturally plant. And, and we want to be planting the things of God. So because your seeds, listen, your seeds, you're like, oh, it's harmless. It's planting a seed for your future because the enemy doesn't care. He's, he's, as he's doing is he doesn't care if you're successful or not successful, all of these things. And you're like, oh, it's not a big deal. It is a big deal because he uses these things. He's an accuser of the brethren. And so he'll use at the right moment, the right time when we're, when we're down and when we're vulnerable, he'll use that. And so you remember you started that big argument on Facebook and you did this and this and this and whatever. And then he'll begin to push you down. Why give the opportunity for the enemy? He, he, he's already he's already finding cracks and holes. We're not already not perfect enough. Let's be mindful of what we do. And so we're planting. Why? Because we're planting seeds for our future. And I want God's future for my life. I know you do, too. This is this is it says uh, in Galatians chapter six, verse seven says, don't be deceived. God's not mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Uh, it says uh, one translation says, don't be misled. You cannot mock the order or the justice or the, the foundation of God. God has set these things up, and we can't, we can't uh, supersede that. God's rule is God's rule. His promise is his promise. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Uh, it's faithful, and it's truth, and it's great, but we can't supersede his, his law. And says you cannot mock the order of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Now, this is where the enemy says, yeah, but I said this one thing, and never, nothing ever happened. Hold on. You never know. I never planted a weed in my life, but all of a sudden they just pop up when you're unex when you least expect it. So don't be prideful and say, "Oh, I did fine. I got away with it." Don't do that, because the enemy's like, "Ah, I'm getting them right where I want," because he'll just bombard you. Then, so be careful what you do. If every word we spoke were a seed that is planted, 
what kind of harvest, what kind of field of grass would we have? Will we have a bunch of weeds, a bunch of thorns, or will we have some fruit, some beautiful fruit, kind of like what the promised land brought forth, those grapes that were so big they had two people to have to carry them. What are we planting? we got to be careful. I know it's difficult right now because we are around our family a lot more, which is a beautiful thing, but it also is, it, it can be challenging because we can use, uh, like Miss Michelle's been talking about to the kids, not using our fruits of the Spirit in the right way, and we forget those days. And so uh, I, I understand. So um, this is what's cool about God. In the moment, you realize, oh, man, I really, oh, I really did mess up. You know, it's cool because God says, if you'll just call my name, if you just draw near to me, if you'll just let those things go, if you'll just say, forgive me, Father, he says he wipes them out. They are as far as the east is from the west. He doesn't remember them anymore. And, and, and instantly, he brings, brings blessing and not cursing. So understand that God is so perfect and so good. God wants to bring blessings and not cursing. He wants us to bring encouragement not discouragement. God wants good, not evil. He, he has good things in store. And so I don't want my fruit. I don't want your fruit. I don't want the fruit of our crops to be producing. I only want it to be producing what I know is good crops. Amen? Because this is the truth. The very last uh, closing point is this. We want to be people inflators. So you understand the whole purpose behind this. Not only is it sets our minds and our hearts on a closer walk in a uh, more intimate relationship with God, but we're also being an example and we're being someone's Bible. Sometimes they might not read the Bible, but they might see you and it might be the very thing that teaches them and shows them how, who God is. So we want to be people inflators. See, it's so important to understand that watching what we're saying is revealing something. And I want to pray that it's revealing good things about what God is as I begin to speak, as I begin to share with other people. Uh, James chapter 3 gives us kind of a warning. He says, with the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse him. Who, who have been made in God's likeness. It says, out of the same mouth came praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. We shouldn't be doing that. And, and, and we cannot have to do that. And the truth of it, it's what we are feeding in ourselves. God has given us super power our words if we use them for his glory and his good and and his desire is that might inflate somebody it might bring them and bring them to the place where they might want to know him ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 says do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may be a benefit to those who are listening this is the word of the Lord. With what we're saying, this is the question that I want to ask you to ask yourself. What's the Holy Spirit t telling you? Ask yourself this question and let's listen to the Holy Spirit. What am I speaking and what I'm saying and what I'm revealing? Is it a benefit to those that are listening? Because I'm an example. I'm God's example here on this earth. I'm glad that God's bigger than I am, but he also chooses to use his vessels, his kids. And I, my, my prayer is that we would, we might be mindful as we are refocusing. We're not focused on fear, and now we're realizing that we're not going to speak fear. We're going to speak life in Jesus' name. Now, this is the pressures, and the pressures of life come. We have all kinds of pressures and things that happen. So you might be 
training and teaching your kids and you might be tempted because you're like, this is easy. They should have gotten this by now. And they don't and don't be tempted to speak negatively about them. It's it's easy in our emotions to get angry or get upset and get. But just take take, you know, five, four, three, two, one, then maybe go to the word. Remind yourself, maybe you should write out a scripture, you know, and, and you can remember it as a remember, hey, my tongue. My tongue is is gonna it's gonna be a honeycomb, or or it's gonna bring it's gonna bring uh, discomfort. It's gonna bring harm. Uh, make sure that you find those kinds of scriptures. Start speaking what God says. I promise you, there's too many scriptures in this word that tells us about how we're speaking that it's not truth. Now this is the truth: is that it's it's supposed to bring life. It's supposed to bring life, and I'm declaring that that as you speak this week. And on through this week, that you are speaking life and it's bringing life to you in Jesus' name. Let me pray. Father, we love you and we praise you. God, I thank you for this opportunity that we can come before you. God, you've given us these awesome words. I I pray that we would hold them. I I pray that I would take them and I would be reminded of them daily. That I, I, I need to watch how I speak. That I want to be a people inflator. That I want to be one day good and faithful servant I want God to call. I, I, I want to live a life of hope and peace and I know that that comes often by my belief system and what I put into me, what I begin to, to feed on and so that as I begin to speak I'm planting a good harvest. God, I desire that and I pray that over every person watching today. I don't care if they're old or young. I don't care if they're adults or children. God's word is still mighty and powerful and so I declare that in Jesus name that if there are students watching young people watching that they would hear this if there are older individuals watching Father that they would hear your word and your promise because you've got better things in store you're good, you're great and you're mighty I believe that Father as we begin to fall into this truth as we begin to listen and obey begin to speak I know that you are going to bring out extra special blessing that is going to be an inflator of people God we're going to see the truth and the truth is going to set them free I declare that in Jesus name we thank you for it amen and amen one last thing before we go the Bible says that if we confess with our mouth believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord that we will be saved I want to pray that today over you maybe this is the very first time or maybe you've done it before let's go before the Lord and let's use our word God's word and let's declare life so that we have promise of salvation but we also have a promise that we not only is he uh, uh, life he says, I've come to give life and give it more abundant. I pray for abundant life. And we can do that only through receiving Christ. Pray this with me. Father God, thank you for sending Jesus. I needed a Savior. I'm not perfect. I needed the perfect one. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my life. Jesus, be my Lord. Be my Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God, you just spoke truth. The most powerful word is just speaking Jesus coming to my life. 
it's supernaturally changing your life right now. And the Bible says all heaven stops and begins to cheer. Anything that that, hap- that happens, it must be pretty spectacular. And I'm just going to let you know, you are supernatural because you have a relationship with Christ. God